When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi healers, it's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform. And the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. We are so excited for you guys to be here this week again. We hope you enjoyed the episode last week. Taylor shared a lot of good stuff with us about her stress related to her wedding. How are you feeling lately? Any better? Yeah. uh, yeah. I think it'll be like this until the wedding, you know? I know. I hear you. I hear you. but yeah, only a couple more weeks for you, girlfriend. Um, but before we what get about into you, well, I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into that stuff. But before I get we get into our topic today and stuff, I do just want to say thank you, everyone, for your support with our podcast. Um, we've been getting some really good feedback on some of our episodes from like, gosh, back in December. When did we even start this? November, December, and oh, man, it's been a while. We what, we're on episode twenty five or twenty six, twenty six or something. But yeah, I so twenty six weeks. I, I'm loving this. I, I can't even believe we've done that many episodes already. I feel like when we started, I was thinking, "Wow, can we get to episode ten? That would be so great." <laughs> and and I love it. But I do want to want to say that we love when you guys can rate and review us on iTunes because it really helps us spread the awareness of mental health and anxiety. So. 
Um, the way that iTunes does this is the more kind of like ratings we get or people that subscribe, then they kind of share our podcast with other people that might be interested in it, that may not have heard it before. So it can really, the, the rating and the reviews can really help kind of move our podcast in the right direction of people that might be struggling with mental health. And so, you know, part of our podcast is so much about wanting other people to feel less alone and um, just feel like they can go somewhere that they can listen to people that help them relate to what they're going through. And so if you could just hit that subscribe button and rate and review us, we'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to just have more people that we could help heal with their anxiety and mental health. So um, that was kind of just the the thing I wanted to start with first. Um, but other than that, I wanted to catch you guys up to a little bit on how I've been doing. Taylor, I know, told you about her wedding. I don't think that I've really updated you guys about how I've been since I broke up. If you guys haven't listened to the Anxiety of Heartbreak yet episode, it's like five episodes back, I think. Take a listen to that because I basically pour my heart out about my recent breakup. And I say recent, it's been a month and a half now. And um, here's what's funny about that we're doing this episode. I'm kind of updating you guys today because I just had my first dream about him uh, the night before Valentine's Day. So that was really, that was really lovely. And do you want to hear what the dream was about? Yes. I basically walked into some like showroom he had because he was a very handy person and he used to like, gosh, he was like building his daughter a dollhouse and he redid his whole house. He rehabbed everything. He's just a very handy guy. So I was walking to the showroom and he looked so happy and the showroom, I guess he was selling some of pieces that he made and he looked so happy and he was like, how are you? Oh my gosh. I can't believe I haven't seen you in so long. Um, you know, it's so great that you're here. He's like, I can't wait to introduce you to, I think he said Kristen or something. He's like, I can't wait to introduce you to Kristen. You're really going to love her. She's, she's amazing. I'm like so in love with her and she's just so great. I'm so excited for you to meet her. And I just remember being like, okay, I don't know. I want to meet her, but I was so happy for him. But like, and he ended up having to go do something and I basically knew like who she was, I guess. And she had like red hair and she was so, and I said, Oh, are you Kristen? And she goes, Oh my gosh, you must be Allison. I heard such amazing things about you. You know, I heard that you guys, you know, had such a great, nice, nice time together. And, you know, he said that you're so great. And, um, and I said, yeah, that's so nice. I'm really happy for you guys. You know, you seem really happy and, you know, And she was just so nice. I remember being so nice and so like, not like gorgeous, but just pretty and nice. And I remember saying, you know, I'm so glad I got to meet you. You know, I I wish you the best, whatever. And I walked out of the showroom or whatever and started crying hysterically. And I don't remember who I was talking to, a couple of my friends And I just said, I can't believe he thought it was okay to introduce me to this person. And she's so nice and I'm really happy for them. But why do I feel so sad? I think I need to go tell him how much it hurt me that he wanted me to meet her. And I don't know. And I walked back into this room and he was basically, I woke up. I don't know if he was there or not, but I woke up. Huh. Wow. Is it so weird? Because I don't have like 
that many vivid, vivid dreams a lot. That that's a pretty vivid dream. Yeah, and I hadn't. I really haven't dreamed about him since we broke up. And no contact. Nope. I don't know. Maybe there was part of me that thought maybe I would hear from him yesterday because it was Valentine's Day. Right. Right. And I didn't. And it's. I don't know. It makes me feel sad. Right. But I think Valentine's Day is dumb anyways. So do I. <laughs> I, I really it's, do. I, I think it's I think a it's great, overhyped. I think it's a, a day. Honestly, if you're not listening, I mean, if you're listening from somewhere outside of the United States, do they even have it? Is it? A, I don't I wondered. Even think it's a holiday. I, right, I think it's a right. U.S., a United States made holiday, which is ridiculous because you should just tell people you love them all the time, right? Like love should be something you just feel every day. You feel grateful for people and love yourself every day, all this stuff. Um, so yeah, I never really loved it either, but I never, I think there was only one year I actually was dating someone during Valentine's day in college. So oh, wow, yeah, I've never even, um, but anyway, so I think yesterday, all in all, I've been doing pretty well. Um, you know, the first couple of weeks, like when I did that episode, it was very raw. I was really, you know, I bought all my breakup books. I was listening to all my breakup podcasts. Um, <laughs> I was still staying at my sister's a lot and my friends just being around people. And um, every day it gets a lot easier and I don't, he's not on my brain all the time. But I still think about him every day at some point right. of the day. It's and now that I dreamed about him, you know, that was, you know, a vivid again. Um, but I will say one thing that I felt proud of myself for was right before we broke up, he had done some research for me about cars because I want to buy a car soon. And he had written down on a piece of paper um, that was one of his work papers that he must have been working one day and then didn't need that paper. So he w w wrote all the stuff on the back of that paper um, about like what cars seem well. And he was like, oh, I did some research for you. It was so nice. It was like two days before we things like really whatever. That piece of paper has been in my like computer case since I broke up with him. And like I saw it once and I saw his handwriting and it would like make me cry all the time. And now I still have it. I don't know why I still have it because I was like, well, he did give me some good information about cars. So I'm like, maybe I want to keep that piece of paper. But I saw it this morning and I was like, okay. I didn't burst into tears. I saw his handwriting and, I, and it was a weird feeling because it was almost like I'm getting to a point where he's a memory that's like such a great memory for me. But I really feel like I'm moving past it and moving right. towards a new chapter of my life so I can think of him as a chapter, basically. Yeah. I don't think Every about it Every experience as... and, like, person in your life teaches you something, you know, and is there for a reason. And it's so easy to be like, well, why? Like, why did they have to come in and, like, tornado my life, you know? And then like you like look back and you're like, okay, well, they taught me this and I learned this and now here we are. 
Well, I think of that with friends too. Like, you know, my gosh, it's, like, totally. it's a breakup with, with friends too. Like when you, they just, you separate and grow up and you're like, oh, I wasted all, or like, I have an issue with, I wasted all that time, but I can't see it like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like all those years, like I could have like yeah. done this or done that. And like, now it's nothing to me. And it's like, you can't look at it like that. No. We should do an episode on that too. Friendship anxiety. Do we talk about no, that? No, we haven't. We should no. do that soon. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Um. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of update everyone and let everyone know that I'm still, it's a journey, Um. but every day gets easier. And I have yet to open that, that breakup book, but I have it sitting on my chair. I'm looking at it right now. And I still do oh. want to read it. And I'm still going to. And um. You know, I'm more, I'm, I'm more kind of empowered now to work on really just loving my life every day and myself. And, um, I, I did start actually, I did get this one book called, this is not an ad either or any, I don't even know if this author knows that I talk about it all the time on my Instagram too. I should reach out to him, but, um, it's called single is my superpower and it's amazing. It basically is helping me figure out what my why is for why I want to date, why I want to meet someone. Oh, and not that. not because and the why is more of what what will it contribute to my life that I love already. Not yeah. that why like you never want to date from a place where you're hoping it'll fill some void. Right. Like I really want to love my life and really be confident about where I am in my life and kind of understand that I don't need somebody, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I want a companion, but like what kind of, what kinds of things will they, they bring to the relationship that will, that will create this kind of why for me sort of sort of like um you know i want i i want someone who can make me a better person right make me like someone that will challenge me but also not not change me but just add value right you know not not because i need it but just because it would be a bonus so this book talks a lot about that and it's really good and I love it so far. And there's like some workbook activities in it and stuff like that. So anyway, that's <laughs> my update. I'll let you know if I have any more dreams. I love it. Yeah. Um, and ta so Taylor, you've been doing, you've been doing okay with the wedding stuff. I know you said that before. You're just shaking it day by day. Yeah. Just now we're in a snowstorm, but. Oh well, life happens. I'm I'm just kind of like used to like little like curveballs being thrown left and right nowadays. <laughs> so today in Texas, guys, uh, it is the 15th, and the world is closed down here because of not COVID, a snowstorm. <laughs> Someone yeah. was like, "This snowstorm has closed Texas down more than COVID," and I'm like, "Yeah, they're they're right." <laughs> Well, we were just talking before we started recording about, because I'm in Philly and, you know, in the East Coast, we have four seasons. We have spring, summer, winter, and fall, or fall, winter, right? So 
we have our seasons when it's the fall and the winter, it gets cold. We are very prepared in Philly. We have salt trucks all the time. We have plowers ready. You know, I have shovels, you know, everything. I've been used to just growing up in snow and going sledding and all that stuff, you know, fun stuff, but it's not always fun. Um, but where you are in Texas, I, I don't think we have snow plows. Well, I was going to remember when I, I asked you, tell them what you told me the last time that it snowed or like that. I mean, the last time it snowed like this, I think my mom said was 1901. I don't even know. I mean, like, like I've seen like snow, like we used to run outside like, oh, snow, like it would be like in the air. Nothing ever really sticked. It's crazy. But, I mean, and you stick, don't know. Stuck. Sorry. How many inches do you have? Do you know? Did you get? Honestly, no idea. Like I've never gone outside and felt like I couldn't really breathe. That's how it feels. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm like, whoa, this like takes my breath away. Like my fiance and I tried to go on a walk yesterday. We were like, what the heck? I was like, I feel like I'm on a jog. So the cold, cold air is actually really good for your lungs. Yeah, it's that's really what we kept for, going. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually like, really no, good for We got to build anxiety. our lungs. <laughs> it's good for anxiety too. It can help reduce cortisol level, levels. That's so funny because that's literally what I was thinking about as we were outside. I'm like, no, this is good for our lungs. Mm-hmm. I literally just got a text from my mom as we're on the phone, as we're on the podcast and she's like, everyone's power is out. And I'm like, oh gosh. Oh, that's just like another Saturday in Philly. <laughs> when it really? snows. I mean, n- not all the time, but power, yeah, power goes out a lot with the snow and the sleet and stuff here all the time. I mean, in the winter, oh it's gosh. basically, you know, sometimes it's nice because December, the holidays, and if it snows, yay. But then from January until the end of March, that's why oh. seasonal depression. I mean, that's why I got my therapy lamp, girlfriend. Right. <laughs> yeah. It oh, was wow. like. Yeah, I couldn't do this every day. Like, I want to just go outside in peace. Well, which brings us to our topic today, because I feel like maybe there's some people listening that if they are living in a place that has, you know, is, is it's where it's winter or it's even colder for longer months of the year. And you, I mean, can't really go outside if it's really cold and you can't go outside that much and how that can really create panic for a lot of people too. Right. Right. And, and I don't know, like, well, okay. So we're going to talk about, I, I want to hear from Taylor too, because Taylor, you've actually experienced this. So today you guys, were going to talk about panic disorder and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into what it looks like, how you can help it. Um, I think we're going to talk about your journey a little bit, Taylor, because you were diagnosed with it. But I always like to say beforehand, you know, a panic disorder is in the DSM which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders. So as a psychologist, that's what I um, reference when I'm diagnosing my clients. Um, So panic disorder does have a certain criteria um, that fits for the diagnosis, but I do want to still mention that everyone's anxiety and a lot of times people that have panic attacks don't necessarily always fit into the criteria of panic disorder. And that anxiety disorders can look different for everybody. So we're going to talk about Taylor's story a little bit, but um, we'll just talk in general, too, about anxiety disorders, too. So tell us, where do you want to start? Like, when, tell us your story. Um, So I guess the thing I've noticed is, like, on my page and even on this podcast, I talk a lot about the health anxiety component. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, like, I would say those were my 
health anxiety were my fears, like what the panic attacks would, or like my irrational thoughts, I'd say. So like I was telling you before this podcast, getting diagnosed with panic disorder, like getting that diagnosis and really getting to read on it helped me tremendously because it yeah. made me feel just so much less crazy that it's actually like a disorder. Like I remember reading things and it being like panic attacks last from 15 minutes to two hours. Like, you know, like little things like that. And I'm like, yeah. my panic attacks legit last all day long. Like mm -hmm. I was having panic attacks from the mo moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep. Like it, that that's panic disorder to me. Um, and so there's panic disorder with or without agoraphobia and mine got to the point of agoraphobia. So like um, what they told me panic disorder with agoraphobia was when you – Panic disorder was like when you started fearing um, having a panic attack and just the fear of having a panic attack kept coming to your head, which was causing more panic attacks. And it was just like you couldn't shake it. And that's that's how I felt. Um, yeah. And then like agoraphobia is when you start like relating like like places and like situations to anxiety and you start like avoiding and wanting to leave everywhere. So yeah. like – so, so there are two different diagnoses, actually. Panic disorder and agoraphobia are two different yeah. diagnoses, um, but they do go, they can go hand in hand for sure. But for you, it sounds like you struggle with both, like you struggle. Agoraphobia is, is really when you um, are very resistant about leaving your house. You, you have a yeah. very persistent fear of leaving wherever your home is or um, being, and it's, and it's a lot of similar symptoms as panic disorder. You're having a lot of those physical symptoms too, still when you end up trying to, to leave, but you can't necessarily do that. Um, so, so what happened with you when you were like experiencing, what, what did you notice first, I guess? Like, what did you Panic attacks out of nowhere for no absolute reason. Like just literally out of nowhere. And that's like how it started. It was just like reoccurrent panic attacks, unexpected, absolutely no trigger. So a lot of times people are like, oh, there's always a trigger. Well, that's not true with panic disorder because you start panicking about the panic. So then you're, yeah, your, your trigger might be your, your panic about the panic, but it gets to the point where it's so uncontrollable because you're just having literally a panic attack about worrying about having a panic attack. And then that's when they said that I was diagnosed with the panic disorder with agoraphobia because I was already predicting a panic attack at a store going to happen. Okay. And so, okay. So it was like, oh I started to, I start, I, and if I had a panic attack at a, a location, like say I've talked about this one before PetSmart, I was literally getting my dog dog food and I had a panic attack in PetSmart. Ask me if I could go back into PetSmart again. No, I saw it as a trigger. I thought it was a bad because I deemed it. So like your mind marks it as bad, a trigger. Right. right. Like that's like, right. Yeah. That's a place in your mind that's bad or something. Okay. Yes. So wow. it got to the point where like you can only go to so many different places before you can't go anywhere anymore. Right. And just the right. thought of going to these places was just like, it was more exhausting for me than going. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't even see these places as fun anymore because it was like I knew I'd have a panic attack. I knew I'd want to escape. I knew I'd be like 
ready to call 911. So I just didn't do anything and I stayed home and um, I couldn't even walk down the street. Were you, um, so you, you had experienced these panic attacks even at home though, right? Or, or yeah. more of when you left the home? They when were worse when the I left the home. Okay. So the intensity My was My worse. house was, but they were all day anyway. So like my, but they were calmer at home because I could like yeah. do my safe things. Yeah. Like yeah. my home, like it was weird. So like when I was at like, say the grocery store having a, a panic attack where I was like, I need to escape. Like that was always the feeling of just like, I got to jump out of here. Yeah. And then the second we got home, it was like, ah. Oh. You know what I mean? It was so weird. It was like, and and it's like I didn't I didn't put those two together either. I was just like, oh, something's not right. It's like I didn't see that like it gave me a relief. It's so weird to like think back to because in my head yeah. it was like something is severely wrong with you. But it's like if something was severely wrong with me, I wouldn't feel immediately calmed down the second I got home after leaving a store. Right. Right. But I couldn't put those two – when you're in such an irrational, anxious mind, you can't put those two together. So that was part – go ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry. I I always tell people like – people are like, how do I know that this isn't a heart attack? Or like one, a heart attack. My cardiologist told this. You wouldn't have time to worry about having a heart attack. (laughs) You would be having a heart attack. Um, But the other one was is like look at how you feel like the immediate – moment that you get to your safe place. Like if you had something severely wrong with you, a disease doesn't say, oh, she's home now. So we can calm down. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to y'all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Yeah. Like a disease doesn't say like, 
you know, it, it's just, it, it it's crazy to think that like back then I couldn't see that, but everyone around me could. Like my parents were like, how can you not see this? But like I was in such an irrational state of mind. And I think that's why a lot of people ask the question, people who are diagnosed with a panic disorder or agoraphobia, they ask the question, I'm worried about going schizophrenic. I'm worried about losing my mind. I felt that same way. It felt like you were and like that you could get to that point. Um, and thinking back to it, it like, it felt like sometimes it did felt like, feel like a little bit of psychosis, just oh, like sure. how irrational and, you know, like just the looking back at situations that I was like, so convinced in my head of whatever I was thinking and everyone around me looking at me and being like, that's, I don't know that thinking about that. It's, it's weird. Even reading my journal entries and how convinced I was. Yeah. Panic disorder. No joke. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, I can imagine too, because now I I've had, I I've had panic attacks for sure, but definitely not recurrent like panic disorder. Um, and so being in that state just all the time. And then on top of it, you know, having health anxiety, like panic attacks are so physical. So it's like you're experiencing so many physical symptoms that when you also struggle with some health anxiety is your brain can spiral even more because you're feeling all these physical symptoms. And now it's almost like, well, what's happening to my heart? What's this, you know? So, oh my gosh, like, how are you supposed to get out of that cycle? You know? Yeah, it was, uh, it was really dark then in my life. And I think that's why when I say like, I've talked about this before, but when I say like, I'm not, I don't like the word cured. We've talked about this. We don't like cured. We don't like healed, but it's like, I do believe that you can get through panic disorder and manage. Yeah. Um, Panic disorder, agoraphobia, that kind of stuff. Like anxiety though, anxiety is something I work on every day. Just generalized anxiety. Like, and I think, Almost everyone who gets a panic disorder or health anxiety diagnosis also gets a generalized anxiety disorder diagnosis. I mean, they threw that on there with me, which sometimes makes you feel worse about yourself when you get that list of diagnosis. You're like, oh my gosh, like, okay. Like, I think they, I think at that moment I was diagnosed also with, um, I can't remember how they worded it. What, what, like, it wasn't like full on depression, but like situational maybe. Um, I can't remember. Hmm. Is there a situational one? That's a, that could be a, um, like a supplemental diet, you know, yeah. like, yeah, it, yes. Um, they said it was like, it was like the chicken before the egg. Like it like came with like the, the anxiety itself. Unspecified de- depressive disorder, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what they, I don't know, but that was thrown in there and I was just like. I don't know. I left that appointment. I left that appointment, though, kind of with a little bit of hope, though, because I did read about panic disorder that night because I'd never heard of it. Yeah. I'd never heard of panic disorder. That's what I was just thinking. Like, I feel feel as though I, especially as a psychologist, too, I labels to me is almost like I don't want some, you know, I don't want anything that someone hears about them to define somebody, right? You know, always struggle with anxiety. That doesn't define, right? It doesn't define someone. I don't want these labels. Yeah. To, you have a diagnosis 
which means, oh, now that I have this, I'm going to label myself as someone who, you know, has this panic disorder, which there's nothing wrong with having struggle with, with your mental health. I mean, you know this, but, and everybody does, but to some extent, it actually kind of does help you. It helps educate yourself a little bit Mm -hmm. about something that is actually happening to your brain and it, it can it gives you certain categories of oh wow this is something that's that's other people deal with like that's something that's real that happens in science right and that happens to your body that now i know that maybe this is something i struggle with now i can maybe feel like see who i can look for to help support me get some help with this knowing that there's there's kind of something on paper that can show me that this is something that i struggle with yeah, Not I, that think, it's defined, I think but, you know. I think that was the issue. I think that like I read a lot about panic attacks and like people like you and like I was like, why are mine so extreme? Why are mine yeah. all day long? Why are mine? And I feel like panic disorder isn't talked about a lot. Yeah, it's not actually. It's really I not. Mean, not when you, yeah, not to the average person. Like you hear a lot about like. I hear like the words, buzzwords, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, generalized anxiety disorder, OCD, depression, social anxiety. Like those are the things that I knew about. I did not even know about health anxiety. It's like I got all the diagnosis that I didn't know about. I'm like, what is panic disorder? Agoraphobia, what? Like I remember when I, like, and my mom, she's so sweet, but like she does not like labels like that. Also in my defense, so here's how the story went. Like I would I went to the ER that week because I was just like something is so wrong with me because you go from living this normal life to being hit with panic disorder and that's that's what they also told right. me is panic disorder can come out of nowhere. And so um I remember I went to the ER, I was uh let let go and I remember the doctor looked at me and he goes because I didn't want to leave. I was like, no, something is wrong with me. Like we need to keep running tests. And he goes, I don't know what else you want me to do for you other than admit you to the hospital. And like his face looking at me, like, was just like, you're so weird is like how I felt. And like, I just felt so uncomfortable. And so I left and I remember like my parents being like, enough is enough. Like you're going, you're going to see someone. And I went to see someone and that's when I got my, well, like, I think it took like I feel like it took a couple sessions, maybe like two times to get diagnosed. I can't remember. Um, and then I also, they wrote me a, a prescription that same day, which was really like, I I don't know. I, I just felt very like disheartened from that. I was like, really? Like that we're going to just jump to that? Like you haven't even like talked me through anything. Like, and also they knew that my, like, I had that like anxiety around medications because I had been diagnosed by the same type of doctor as ADHD and put on ADHD medication. So it's like, I I had a lack of trust. And I feel like a lot of people I talk to um, who deal with the same stuff feel that way, who have been prescribed, say like an opioid or something in the past that led to like a bad road for them. They have so much anxiety around, well, I worry about taking this because I feel like it's like, I, I feel like it doesn't care about me individually, you know? So yeah. it, there, I already had that issue. Like, I mean, I I can't even, guys, I struggle with even taking Advil. Like, it's so bad. I just, I have a very, like, yes, I don't have panic attacks, like, anymore. But 
just like little things. Like I worry about like taking a Tylenol or an Advil because I worry about like side effects. Even though I've taken maybe like 10 Advil in my life, I don't, I feel like it'll be different this time. So, right. and I, and I expressed those thoughts to that, that doctor that day. I said, you know, I have a big fear around trying things. Um, it's just hard for me. I, I worry about having side effects and they were like, oh, you just got to get through it. And I'm like, why? Well, I don't think that this routes for me personally. It might be for someone else and it might help them tremendously, but I have too much anxiety around that, that that's almost more anxiety provoking to me. Like that, that makes well, my right. anxiety worse. Well, and, and not, and, and medication is not an A plus B equals C. Right. right. Every single medication works differently for people and their brain chemistry and body chemistry. So like oh he even he even said that he was like this could be a trial and error with multiple yeah. medications and I'm like yeah. oh no you lost me you yeah. lost me some people don't even some doctors don't even say that because they know that it that yeah. will that will put someone especially with anxiety into a spiral because but I I think that's really that's something that we need to know like yeah. we need yeah. to know that you can't just expect to go in and and they're going to give you a pill and this is going to go away this is not how right. medicine works. Right. A lot of people are resistant to it in the first place anyway. They, 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 you know, there's side effect. They have to write all the side effects on the side of the bottle because there's people yeah. that have experienced that and they have to, it's a liability. So they have to write that. So you just don't know how your body's going to respond. I don't think right. that's a reason not to try it, especially if you're really like struggling. Their medication is amazing for so many people and stabilizes had- so many people. I hadn't tried anything at that point. So it was like, in my head, I'm like, is this the only thing that will, like, what? what? I felt so like, I felt kind of shut up. Like, I felt kind of like, this is what you do. Well, you go home and that's it. Well, and so I'm going to ask you this. Who was the doctor that, was this the same doctor that you had gone to see multiple times when you had your panic attacks that told you about Uh, the medicine or no? No, I saw a lot of different ER doctors. This so, was a uh, this. I think this was a psychiatrist. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so that's another thing. The psychiatrist, the psychiatrist is a specialized doctor, right? Yeah. That that knows about the brain and mm-hmm. it has a very deeper understanding and knowledge about how the brain responds to different psychiatric meds, which is right. why I always suggest that when people ask about medicine that they go get evaluated by a psychiatrist and not just go to their primary doctor and ask for meds. Yeah. So, they that's can. Right. No, so my primary doctor was who I went to first and they did, they wrote me a prescription without even diagnosing me with anything. They were just like, here, try this out. And I'm like, whoa. And so then I was like, I want to see the real deal. I need to see someone who's going to, because I thought that maybe someone would give me a few other routes, you know, or something. And so I went to the psych, the psychiatrist who wasn't really nice to me. So maybe like find one who's like nice if that's the route you want to take. <laughs> yeah. I so judged. Unfor- <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of psychiatrists are scientists. And Oh, um, really? Yes. Psychiatrists oh. do not really do psychotherapy. They are not going to sit there. I think and- that's bad. I think that's bad. I think that someone who's in like my position, <laughs> yeah, someone who's in my position, I'm sitting there with a robot and they're like, 
take this and it will all be better. And I'm like, I'm like sitting there like, okay, so will I have a stroke? Like, is there a possibility? And they're just looking at me like, she's nuts. Like, that's how I felt. Yeah. So I remember like leaving, obviously, like, it's kind of like comical when you look at my (laughs) CVS and Walgreens account um they always ask so like if i if i need like a z-pack for like a cold or something they're like so which medication are you filling and i'm like can we take those off like thank you (laughs) how are they still on there like (laughs) oh my god wait so can i ask you a question from from how long was it from your first like panic attack to when you saw the psychiatrist what was that time a year. Okay. So you have been yeah. struggling with the panic disorder for a year. Hang on. So it kept getting worse. So I don't think I didn't have agoraphobia at the beginning. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Right, right, right. Okay. So you kept wanting to stay home more and more because you got so scared the more, to go out. Yeah. I mean, when it, so I, I finally decided to, when my, when I knew I needed to finish school and I was like, I have to go back. Like I have, I can't, well, okay, hang on. I wasn't saying this. My parents were saying this. I was like, I can stay on this couch forever. I love you guys. I just want to spend every moment with y'all. Like, I remember those were my thoughts. I was like, so worried about death that it's like, I just wanted to like hold my parents' hands and like oh. never let go. Like, that's how I felt. I was like, no, we won't. I remember being like, we won't have this moment again and overthinking that so bad. I'm like, I remember like on like, uh holidays and events being so deep in my mind like this christmas will never happen again i was like i'll never have this moment again i know it was like the thoughts were so like so and even like before bed every single night i'm like what if i stop breathing like how will my body know to keep breathing and it's like that's our bodies like they're meant to do that so I, I want to read the first part of this um, diagnostic criteria for panic disorder, and I want you to tell me which ones you experienced out of these okay. symptoms. So it says, I mean, this is just one part of it. Again, please do not take anything of what we're saying is very educational. Do not, we're not diagnosing anybody that's listening here. Um, but there are certain types of physical symptoms that you will experience when you have panic disorder, there's just part of the the um, criteria. Um, and so this is, you have to have four or more of these following symptoms, and this is just part of the criteria, not all of it. So um, palpitations, pounding heart, sweating, trembling or shaking, shortness of breath, um, chest pain, feeling of choking, nausea, feeling dizzy, chills, feeling like numbness, derealization or depersonalization, which I want to do an episode on that. Um, So derealization is like feelings of not being in the reality and depersonalization is feeling like detached from yourself. Fear of losing control or going crazy or fear of dying. I had all of them. Literally, that's so sad. I feel like I've experienced all of them too. But hang on, hang on, hang on. I think that's hard for me because I also have health anxiety. Ah, you okay. know, yeah. so it's like, I feel like I have in some time or moment created those symptoms. You know what I mean? Like I would be interested to speak with someone who just has panic disorder. I would love to meet someone with just panic disorder mm-hmm. and know like health anxiety or I don't know. That'd be interesting. I bet you there's so many, you know, comorbidity of, of disorders, which means like yeah. there's more than one. Um, 
because, yeah, I mean, I, I'm even looking at my reading some of the what's in the DSM and it says there's a lot of comorbidity with anxiety disorders. You know, it's funny. You know, it's hilarious. Okay. It's not funny, but I always say that when I'm like, when I have a coincidence, uh, is no one ever told me there were symptoms of panic disorder. You mean like the, that I just read to you? Yeah. Like they told me like the characteristics of panic disorder and why I was diagnosed with it. I didn't know there were symptoms like that actually makes even more sense for me. Yeah, you have. It says recurrent unexpected panic attacks and an abrupt surge of intense fear or discomfort that reaches the peak within minutes yeah, and during which time four or more of the following symptoms occur. And then it was four or more of the ones I just read. Maybe I like filled out like a questionnaire with check marks. And then there was at least one of the attacks has been followed by one month or more of the following. And it's a bunch of stuff. But I remember doing so many of those like little quiz papers. And I'm like, what is this? Like, yep. Are they going to count the points and see if I fit? Oh, well, that's why. You, you probably did the assessments. And <laughs> yeah. you're just like, I have that. Yes, I have this. Yeah. And I'm yep, like, this uh -huh. assessment is making me feel so bad about myself right now. <laughs> um. See, and this says panic disorder infrequently occurs in clinical settings in the absence of other psychopathology, which basically means panic disorder usually has another type of diagnosis. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's like kind of normally just thrown in there? Well, it's it's just... Never really like the the single diagnosis? It says... Yeah, no. It says that's rare. And then the prevalence of panic disorder is elevated in individuals with other disorders, particularly other anxiety disorders, especially agoraphobia, agoraphobia major depression, bipolar disorder, and possibly alcohol abuse. Wow. Huh. I mean, panic disorder is definitely no joke, but I think being diagnosed with it and learning about it really, really helped me understand. Um, it, but it also scared me because it was like I felt out of control with my panic attacks. And I, but then I also, in that moment, I knew I needed to make change. Hi, friends. Okay. So our episode kind of ended abruptly because Texas went through, as you could probably see on the news, a snow apocalypse. And I know people from the north uh, are kind of making fun of us, but it was actually really, really bad. Um, I'm thankful to not have any pipes burst or anything happen to my house. I did lose power and all that stuff. So the power actually went out when Allison and I were recording. So we're ending this now on Monday and everything snow's gone, but Allison has snow now. And so yeah. um, basically I just want to let anyone know who is going through panic disorder that they're not alone. And I remember when I was in like the deepest of it, that it just, I felt so alone and I didn't know anyone else going through it. And I didn't even know anything about panic disorder. So just educating yourself, listening to podcasts like this and just like taking in all the content and education you can about panic disorder helps so much. And just looking for people to help you like therapists and doctors and anyone who's willing to help you. Um, we do have a healing tip of the week. Um, and that is, just starting, starting wherever you're at. I remember when I was going through panic disorder, I had such a hard time accepting what it was that 
I never worked on the panic disorder. I just kept thinking it was something else and it, it will lead you down a rabbit hole if you keep doing that and you keep going to the doctor, searching a new body part. And the best thing for me was sitting down and saying, what was I willing to work on? What was I willing to try to help myself? And only doing the things I was willing to do, not letting a doctor persuade me, not letting any out, outward source persuade me and just starting where I was at with what am I willing to change? But you have to change something. You have to start somewhere. You won't wake up one day and panic disorder be gone. It just doesn't work like that. Um, so accepting that and realizing that I had to make change was the biggest thing I did. And once I did that, my journey from then on is I was able to get out of the panic disorder. And I truly, truly, truly believe, I believe this because of personal experience that you can get through panic disorder. Yes, you might battle with anxiety the rest of your life, but the panic disorder of Every day, all day dealing with panic attacks, you can get through yes. that. It is possible. Yeah, I love that. So it's kind of like having a plan is the first step to really healing. So kind of making, taking that first step, whatever that might be. It might be to reach out to a counselor because you don't really know what like steps to take. And maybe the counselor can help you through some of those steps, right? So maybe that first step is to reach out to a counselor or, or right? Like to try yeah, and absolutely. do that. Just, just doing something that you're willing to do. And like, even if that's not something you're willing to do, that freaks you out. Where are you willing to start? Is it just writing on a piece of paper, how you're feeling? Like start somewhere. It doesn't matter how dumb it may sound to you. It, it will get you places like you just you can't wake up every day and just keep going through the motions of panicking and not helping yourself. And you'll just continue to go down that rabbit hole, like I said, and I, I did that. So you're if you're in that, don't feel like you're like failing or anything, because I did that for about a year and a half. So I just wasn't willing to accept my panic disorder. And I just kept doing the same things every day, waking up, Googling, panicking and yeah. so on. So it's yeah. all about making a change and re recognizing you need to make the change. And I hope maybe this podcast is your you yeah. know, spark of idea that, yeah, it's time to make a change. Yeah. Your step forward. And yeah. sometimes um, it's the hardest too. Like taking oh my that gosh. first step is the hardest. I always tell every single client I talk to for the first time, whenever I, if I call, if I talk to them on the phone, you know, for a consultation, I'll always say, you know, I'm so proud of you for taking this first step because sometimes that phone call is the scariest part and just making yeah. that appointment is the scariest part. And then once Absolutely. you do it, you know, it's kind of the start of a new journey for you. It can be, right? And it might be a little bit of a roller coaster, but that's okay. You know, healing isn't linear. So thank you. That's an awesome tip, Taylor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and we're so sorry about, I mean, listen, I'm in the Philadelphia area and it's still snowing. It's been snowing for the past like month, but you know, like we talked about before we are uh, way prepared for this stuff because it happens you know, every season. And, you know, my heart goes out to you guys and everyone in Texas who oh, is still struggling because that. Yeah. And if anyone's listening that lives in Texas, like I'm sorry if your pipes burst or anything happened yeah. to you. I just, it was, I mean, it just watching videos and from friends in apartments downtown, it was just so, so sad. So if there's any way you can like reach out 
and find it. There's so many organizations right now that are putting together like amazing uh, foundations for people who literally lost everything. Like it's one thing to like know a flood's coming or, you know, like you can like kind of pick up stuff or whatever. I, I just don't think no one, no one expected their house to flood and lose everything. Like, it, I mean, I don't, I didn't even think we'd get four inches of snow. Like I thought it was a joke. Cause they say that all the time. Yeah, no, I know. I know. And we just hope that everybody's safe and, if, you know, by the time this episode comes out, hopefully it's, you know, what's the temperature there today for you, Taylor? It's good, but it's the aftermath. That's the issue. So like right. the foundations are still like doing amazing things. There's people at shelters who have nowhere to go. It's just uh, anything you can do. And I think this episode will come out to Monday tonight. But yeah, yeah, probably today. So yeah, if there's anything you can do or you want to help out in any way, I know so many people in Texas have started just amazing foundations to help people who lost yeah. everything. So, well, we're glad you're all okay. And thanks for bearing with us all healers and being patient with everything. And, um, you know, we hope that you just have another good week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye guys. Hi healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the anxiety chicks with Taylor and I, as always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera as the anxiety healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the anxiety healing school. I just dropped a new course called when panic attacks triggers that create fear and how to overcome them all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.